the Team Builder Playbook, bite-sized, honest, and practical tips and strategies for building and scaling your team as a startup entrepreneur. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Team Builder Playbook podcast. Today, I'm so excited to go NLP with you. For those of you who don't know, NLP is neuro-linguistic programming, and I've been learning a lot about NLP and NLP techniques over the past few months and especially weeks as I've been coached by a very strong coach, actually a team of coaches, Eben Pagan and his wife, Annie Lala, in a course that coaches coaches, if you want to go meta. So today's topic is about releasing, overcoming internal conflict. And it really is a culmination of a couple of studies, a couple of of different books and courses and concepts. I'm immersing myself at the moment as a coach, and I wanted to share those with you. It is my vision that you will be able to overcome internal conflict so that not only your team loves you, but that you love yourself as well and as a prerequisite. So let's be honest, we as entrepreneurs are usually type A's who are always looking for doing things in the right way, finding the best way to accomplish our objectives and get on lists, you know, the 30 under 30, which turns out is more like 546 under 30, the 40 under 40, the 50 under 50, the unicorn list, the biggest, the fastest growing, the uh, most valuable, the this, the that. And as we are chasing those important, but very external motivators, we end up uh, using a lot of energy. We end up being consumed. Is there a way, I wonder, uh, and I started asking myself this question, which led to the next thing that we're going to discuss here. I started asking myself the question, is there a way to be driven without driving oneself into the ground? And I think the answer is yes. But the important thing to recognize before we find out how to do that is that what we do with others, the way that we show up in the external world outside of ourselves mirrors what's going on on the inside. So if we have conflict with our team members or people in our primary relationships, that mirrors our internal conflict. If, for example, you have impossibly high expectations of yourself, you will also likely expect perfection from your team members. And no human is perfect. There is excellence and there's also perfection. Perfection is impossible. Excellence is very much possible. If we beat ourselves up, if you beat yourself up, then you're likely to be critical of others as well. So as above, so below... Whatever's happening on the inside will manifest on the outside. So story time. I'm currently reading the book, Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender by David Hawkins. This has been one of the most important books I've read in my life. And I've read hundreds at this point, if not over a thousand books. I'm a very avid reader. And the way I came across David Hawkins's work is his earlier book, Power Versus Force, was assigned reading in one of my leadership training programs. And I loved it. I loved it. I remember I was back at home in Bulgaria with my mom reading the book and I started reading it out loud to her. She's very interested in consciousness and understanding how the world works. And what David Hawkins had done, and he's a trained psychologist, he's a trained doctor, he had multiple PhDs, he's very well-researched, very scientific gentleman, 
I think he passed away just a few years ago. What he did was he constructed a map of consciousness, calibrating different levels of feelings and of states of being. What's interesting about this map of consciousness is not so much what's at the top of it, you know, the enlightenment stages that are reached by hardly anybody, maybe Buddha and Jesus, then peace, joy, love, all of these amazing states of being that are at the top of the map. We all know about them. We all understand that they are high vibrations. And yet, what was really interesting and surprising to me and my mom was what was at the bottom of the map of consciousness. What were the lowest feelings and states of being that Dr. Hawkins had described? I thought that they would be anger and fear. And sure, those are still low vibrating, but they, they're still higher than the lowest. And what was really interesting, you guys, was that the lowest all had one thing in common. They were all violence, anger, judgment directed to oneself. They were all about the experience of a big, deep inner conflict. And these feelings are shame, guilt, apathy. So apathy being higher than guilt, guilt being higher than shame. Think of this for a second. Shame. Shame is the worst thing that you can do. It is the lowest thought, the lowest feeling, the lowest state of being that you can ever experience. It doesn't get any worse than that. In fact, Dr. Hawkins says that if you stay there for too long, you will die. You know, a being that is experiencing constant shame is not surviving in this world. It self-destructs. What came up as, you know, I and my mom were reading this, it was very interesting because she has grown up in a part of Eastern Europe that has been very religious, especially after the fall of the communist regime. There's been a resurgence of religion, of Eastern Orthodox religion in Russia, as well as in Eastern Europe. The way that that order works, that structure works, is that Eastern Orthodox religion is, it's very old. It dates back to the Catholic Church was the same as the Eastern Orthodox Church up until the Byzantine Empire rose, and that's when the church is separated. But that church is very patriarchal in nature and also operates on the premise, probably much like the Catholic Church, that we are sinful individuals, that we are by nature sinful and therefore should be ashamed of it and should be asking for forgiveness and redemption all the time because our nature, its essence, is sinful. And that was interesting that to read this book, The Map of Consciousness with my mom, who had grown up with that worldview, because I could see it. I could see it in her eyes as she started thinking about it and really understanding that Maybe shame and guilt is not natural. Maybe that's not a proper way of feeling. Maybe that's actually a lower vibration that you can transcend and you can grow out of. Maybe in our nature, we're calibrated to experience these higher states of consciousness that are available to us, not just the guilt and the shame that are the bottom of the spectrum. The book Letting Go by Dr. Hawkins is the one I'm reading now, and it goes into depth about what are the experiences of each 
stage of consciousness and gives practical tips and practical strategies on how to let go of the feelings that are typical of each stage and transcend to the next level. And what's really beautiful is that each stage has its own kind of rules, has its own laws of physics, if you will. Whatever works on one level doesn't really apply to the higher level. There's a whole different order at that higher level. And so as you go from grief to fear to desire to anger, then to pride, courage, neutrality, and so on and so forth, you end up kind of becoming a new person. It's almost like becoming a new being in a new environment. I don't know how to call it, but Albert Einstein once said that you cannot solve a problem from the same place that produced the problem. So these paradigms have different laws of physics, as I just mentioned. The expectation that when we are feeling shitty, when we are feeling internal conflict, something's something's keeping us up at night, all the worries, all the feelings that are not expressed, There is really no way to think about them and to solve whatever we're experiencing from the same state from which we are experiencing in. So it's a little bit of a double bind. And that double bind can be solved by going through processes, experiencing the state that you're finding yourself in and consciously letting go of of the feelings, of the emotions behind it. And that process is described in depth in the book, as I mentioned, Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender. I'll put in a little link to the book in the show notes. But what I wanted to do now as tip of the week is actually explore a process that accomplishes an integration of the parts, if if you want, from an NLP perspective. And this technique is one that I've used so far several times, both of myself. I've even coached somebody very successfully just this morning using this technique. And it's very powerful. It really works towards understanding what you're experiencing and making peace with it and understanding and accepting the different parts of yourself. So if you're experiencing a conflict, if a part of you wants to do X, there probably is a part of you that's opposed to that idea. Otherwise, you would have achieved it or it would have been reality by now. So if something's not happening and you're feeling a lot of conflict and a lot of conflicting feelings about it, it's important to understand that there's a part of you that's protecting the status quo or that is afraid of going after whatever you're going after, whether it's a dream, building your business to the next level. Maybe you want to hire a team, but you're afraid that you'll burn cash so much quicker that the company can fail before you have a chance to get revenue from your product. Maybe you want to grow your business, but you want to have a baby at the same time, and these two seem to be in conflict. So letting go of internal conflict is important, and I want to offer you a process that we can do right now, unless you're driving. If you're driving, please stop listening, and then you can listen to this when you have some time at home. You'll be having your eyes closed. This is a process from NLP that was taught to me by Eben Pagan and his wife, Annie Lala, as I mentioned, called Integration of the Parts. So as you're bringing yourself to a quiet, centered place, what I would love you to do is take a few breaths. Let's take a breath right now. And exhale, let it go. And close your eyes. Visualize part of you that really wants to accomplish something that you've wanted for a long time but hasn't yet happened. 
wants to go after a dream that you've been thinking about. You know, just wants to go for it. Now stretch out one of your hands with the palm facing up. And imagine yourself as a three-inch miniature version, like a holographic model of yourself in that palm. And see what it looks like, what it's dressed, how it's dressed, what the demeanor is. This is the part of you that wants to go for it, that wants to move forward and wants to do that thing which you're wanting. And now make a name for it. For example, for me, it would be entrepreneurial Lisa or courageous Lisa. Use your name and then give it a name that contains an adjective in front of your name. Who is that part of yourself? What does it want? How is it dressed? How does it look? How does it feel like? Really notice. Notice it. Now stretch out your other hand in front of you with a palm facing up. And now I'd like you to feel where in your body there's resistance to that which your first part wants to accomplish. Or is there a feeling of discomfort, of resistance, of fear, of not believing it, of putting a stop to it? And imagine that feeling coursing through your arm and bubbling up in the palm of your hand and taking the form of another part of you another three-inch high miniature version of you. And that one, let's give that one a name as well. Could be, again, for me, could be independent Lisa that likes her freedom, doesn't want to be bound up. Could be fearful or scared Lisa. Give it a name that describes that part. So you have on one hand, literally, (laughs) a version of yourself that is one part of you, whether it's Courageous Lisa, whatever the name is for you. And on the other hand, literally, you have a version of yourself that is experiencing the opposite, that wants something different. Now, it's so important as you're going through this exercise to create a safe space for these parts of you to exist side by side. Both of them need to feel safe to come into your palm and to be there. They need to know that you're not going to judge them, make them wrong, or want to get rid of them. They also are intelligent. Each one of them has a purpose. And each one is an adaptation that has served you in the past. The one that's putting a stop on things, it has protected you in the past. It has had a purpose. So it has your highest good 
has its goal. It's looking to serve you. So as you're holding those two parts of yourself in your hands, see if they are willing to look at each other, if they're willing to make contact. Maybe you see as Eben and Annie say, a very small tentacle of attention, of connection. Which one is making the contact to the other one? As you're seeing one of them making contact, that part of you is going to ask the other one, what does it stand for? What is its message? What is it here to protect? What is important to it? Why? And why is it so important? So just take a moment and listen. Listen to what that other part has to say to the first part. And just listen. It has a purpose. It has an intelligence. It's here to do something. Now notice if the second part is feeling heard, if it's feeling understood, and see if the second part is now willing to explore and interview the first part, that other miniature part of you, and see what that first part says. What is it here to do? What is important to it? What does it stand for? And now as these two parts are starting to make contact, notice anything and everything. What is their body language? Are they holding hands or are they touching? Are they far apart? Is there still anger and fear in one or two of them? Do they feel safe to be there? Do they feel safe to build a relationship with each other? And if the answer is no, that's okay. You may come back and do this exercise again another time. Invite those two parts to come to your palms and speak. When you feel calm and centered and you can create a safe space for both of them to come up without judgment. And if they're contacting and if they're talking or touching or starting a conversation, then celebrate that. Those parts of you are coming together. They're starting to build a relationship. They're starting to learn how to play on the same team. They're starting to figure out how their needs and what they stand for can be compatible. How they can both exist at the same time. So as we're coming to a close, I'd like you to bring your palms together side by side and visualize these two parts of you touching or hugging or holding hands or merging perhaps. And then bring your palms to your chest and to your heart and see those holographic images of your parts integrating into your heart right now. And take another deep breath, release, open your eyes, and notice how you're feeling. What is coming up? Is there a shift? Are you feeling peace? Are you feeling serenity? What are you feeling? 
And it is so important not to make your feelings wrong. This is a process that can last many, many days, many weeks or months. And it is so important to keep working with those parts of yourself in any part of your life where you feel an inner conflict. I'd love to hear from you. Email me at lisa at athenastrategypartners.com or drop me um, drop a comment if you're saying that on the podcast. I'd love to hear what your experience is and I would love to serve you, serve you further in integrating parts of yourself, becoming an amazing leader, one who is loved by their team and who is loved by themselves. I love you guys. I will see you on the next episode. And in the meantime, if you are enjoying the show, please subscribe. You know, my show is very young. It's only in its first couple of months in its infancy. So I would love if you're getting value out of it to share this episode or the show with your friends to leave me a review and to subscribe. I'll see you next time. (laughs) 